This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Ted Hickey Jr. was a former Marine living with his wife in Meriden, Connecticut, when he says he started to feel uneasy toward Muslims. With each story of another terrorist attack, his resentment grew. So he admits he was concerned in 2007, when a new Ahmadi mosque opened next door to his house, just across a small field. Ted watched his neighbors through binoculars. I look out one day, the place is like a beehive. And there was all kinds of, you know, men coming and going. And then I was like, wait a minute here. And I'm thinking they're plotting. It's such a mystery. You know, you don't know what they're doing in there. Ted, who was in his 40s and working at a car dealership, lived next to the mosque for years, peering over from time to time without incident. And then came November 13th, 2015. Carnage and horror on the streets of Paris tonight. The French president has declared a state of emergency and has sealed the Deadly explosions at a packed sports stadium, machine guns at a rock concert. Terrorists killed 130 people in Paris that night and injured hundreds more. In Connecticut, just hours after the attack, Ted was returning home. I had a good night. I was out with friends, watched a band, got out of the car and was walking in and I kind of looked over and I saw the mosque. The more he looked at it that night, the more worked up he got. He convinced himself he needed to act. Keep him on edge. So Ted took out his rifle and pointed at the mosque. Kind of think, well, I'm going to do something, you know. I'm going to help my community, you know. And then in case there was an extremist in there uh, and my drunken Jack Daniels thinking, I was thinking that, oh, it'll scare them and they might think twice. You know, shot off some rounds. He shot round after round into the dark. Ted claims he was aiming for the ground, but four bullets hit the mosque, which was fortunately empty. When I had gotten to the mosque and seen the bullet wounds, the wall being split, it just looked intense. We were like, you know, why would anybody do this? The mosque's outreach director, Zahir Manan, was shaken. Just a few hours before Ted took aim, Zahir and his children had been at the mosque in the room the bullets pierced. Right through the prayer hall where the imam stands, and if I decided to stay over for devotion, that's where I would have been. Then Zahir learned the shooter was their neighbor, and the authorities showed him Ted's Facebook posts. He said that all Muslims must die. I'm spying on them with my binos. This is war. If everybody just killed one Muslim, then we would make a dent. It disturbs Zahir that their neighbor could miss all the good they were trying to do. Immediately we thought, where did we go wrong? If he spied on us, did he not see our blood drive sign? Or the sign out front with their motto, love for all, hatred for none. He wondered, do people only see what they want to see? And then he thought, is this what I'm doing to him? The mosque leaders decided to meet this Ted Hakey. 
Ted, in the meantime, now more clear-headed, had come to feel terrible regret. So he met with mosque representatives, including Zahir. The first thing he did when he came in was that he started crying. This huge guy, he has tears in his eyes, and it kind of brought us to tears. They'd already planned to forgive him, but something more profound was happening. We both were really shocked at how sincere the other side was. Ted sat down in front of Zahir and his wife and others and apologized. As he did, the distrust he had for these strangers disappeared. You could see he was a little bit uncomfortable, but he was also very sorry. He's not a bad guy. Then, Zahir told Ted about Islam, and Ted started asking questions. Before long, the apology had turned into a respectful conversation. They actually were doing more against extremism than I was. And I just realized all the misconceptions I had about Islam were wrong because I didn't know any actual Muslims. The next week, the congregation's leader invited Ted to visit the mosque. In the prayer hall still marked by his bullets, Ted apologized. And in front of everyone, the leaders hugged him. Then it was time for prayer. He just said, I want to pray with you. I said, follow me. And then we bow down. That's when he became my brother. It was the beginning of a real friendship. Ted brought his friends to the mosque for interfaith events, and mosque members showed up at Ted's sentencing to ask for leniency. Later, when Ted was serving time, Sahir regularly visited him in prison. Ted says if Sahir hadn't been so kind, his life would look very different. None of my attitude would have changed. I would still have the same beliefs I always did. And it's the way that they responded, this is what changed me. After serving six months, Ted's out of prison and on a mission to reach people who still learn about Islam the way he once did, through negative Facebook posts. They would say, you know, that, okay, the Koran says you must kill Christians and Jews and things like that, and I believed it. So now when he sees a post like that, which is almost every day, he jumps into the comment section and defends what he used to hate. And I've had hundreds of conversations on Facebook and arguments with people, and, and they're afraid, oh, no, I'll get you know, they'll chop off my head and stuff. I'm like, I'm telling you now, you know, if they didn't chop my head off, I think you're good. I just want to tell people to think for themselves. Ted's gotten into the habit of tagging Zahir so he can chime in too. And suddenly, people who have never met a Muslim are going back and forth with one about how to interpret the Quran. Ted and Zahir are talking across divides that are ripping a lot of the country apart. What they're doing might look small, but Zahir sees something bigger. As a miracle of, like, biblical proportions. You're listening to Kind World. I'm Erica Lance, and you can find us at wbur.org slash kindworld, or on Facebook and Twitter. I hope you'll send me your own story of kindness. Just email kindworld at wbur.org. Thanks for listening.